Welcome to another five minutes with Sean, maybe 10. Today is exciting because this is a dealer sit down edition. Um, it's not a dealer, but it's actually the vendor part of our sit downs here. I am joined by Vinny Machichi from Strahl and BDC. Vinny, how are you today, man? Good, and you? Wonderful, thank you. Um, so tell me a little bit, I've, I've heard your story from others, but I wanna hear it from you. Give me the high level, quick version of Vinny in the car business, where you got, where you started, and how you got to where you are today. Okay, yeah, so I, um, I usually tell it like this. Uh, I, I majored in college in drinking beer and playing pool. Okay. And my dad said to me one day, you should probably take a year or two off. So I decided to go sell cars. Okay. And uh, I hated it, but did it, and I was pretty good at it. <clears throat> so I decided to go back to get my degree. And the, the dealer that I uh, worked for at the time is David Rosenberg, you know, the I Remoto Group. Okay. He said, hey, why are you going to take go back to school? We got this new concept called the BDC. You think it was 96? 96, all right, that's what I was wondering. All right, 96. So I said, sure. Could you, you know, you need a job while you're going to school. And so I started working on that. At the time, it was mostly phone calls. Um, More of an inbound call center. Yeah, we yeah. were getting some faxes from like Auto Vitel and things like that. Auto Trader leads, dude. <laughs> I just told the story at my presentation. Where I yeah. was like, yeah, that's how it goes. So uh, anyway, that, that was the beginning of it. Um, I also always like to add that I had a professor when I went back in 96 that um, showed me this new, uh, he had a personal computer and he showed me this new thing called Yahoo. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember it like it was yesterday going, holy shit, that's going to be, can I no, no, you're, Yeah, no, you're totally cool, yeah. I you said, may not wow. know that about me, but that won't be the first time we swear. So I said, wow, that's like amazing. You mean you can just type anything you want into it? Sure. It's going to give you the, the Yahoo answer. search bar, man. Yeah. yeah. And you know, growing up, um, I'm 49 now, so I grew up in the 80s. Uh, I was always intrigued with technology. You know, I had the Pong game. Yeah. Back so like back. anytime something new and technology driven, I kind of, was drawn to. Okay. I hated the fact that car business was uh, ripping customers off and I could see, uh, and so the Iron Motor Group was a different group. We were one of the first groups to um, give price to customers. And this yeah. is back in the 90s. Yeah, late 90s when I started, that was not a thing. You no. didn't just give someone a price. Yeah, so we did. And um, we, we took that dealership from uh, 150 car sales, as Iron Toyota and Davis, to 900 cars at one month, one point. Uh, we, we became the seventh largest Toyota store in the country. And a lot of it was process driven. I went to GM school in 2005, ran a dealership for a couple of years. And then my, uh, my boss, uh, David Holtz, he's actually the CEO at Asbury now. He, okay. he asked me to come back and run the BDC. So we, we, we took the one dealership concept and broke and ended up handling it for all the stores. So we had 12. Did you handle it from a centralized perspective yes. or in each store? So you did it from centralized. Yeah. This is in about 2001 when leads started pouring in. Yeah. And, and they couldn't when handle When we were buying them for $26 a car. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, you know, that's pretty much a phone call. We should be handling it in the BDC as well. This is around 2000. And he agreed and they gave me a room with no windows and used furniture and 
It's the BDC hole. It's the internet hole, dude. Exactly. They never gave any respect And I said, to what's it? with the used furniture? And they said, well, in case it doesn't work out, we didn't spend <laughs> a lot of money. That's a true story. That's exactly what he told me. So. In case it doesn't work out. Yeah. Typical, typical car dealer. So we had to figure out a process then to communicate with the dealerships. We were using spreadsheets. As a matter of fact, our first database we built, we still call everyone that, you know, some of my key people that work with me were working with me back then. Okay. And we they still call it the spreadsheet once in a while. I don't know why. It doesn't look anything like a spreadsheet anymore. Yeah, but that's where you guys began. That's where people yeah, started to see the data. Probably. Yeah. And so we would share out spreadsheets to desktops so they could see their appointments for the day and things like that. We were using some really bad technology back then. But the but best we, for what was available, right? The best that was available, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So we were forced to come up with ways of of uh, creating efficiencies and um, and process. So, I, like I said, I went and became a GM. I, I left the BDC world and came back in, two, in 2004. Five, I took over a dealership. I ran that for two years, and he became the RVP, my boss, for the whole East Coast for Group One, and said, "Now you don't have a choice. You got to come back and help me because the stores down south were doing really poorly." So <clears throat> I, I, we rolled out the BDC from November '07, where we had 14 dealerships on it, to uh, June of uh, July. Yeah, July of '08, we ramped it up to 50 dealerships. So from so within a year. You less, went, than you, a year. less than a year, you went from 17 to 50. All out of the same centralized BDC. Yes. All for the, so wherever, didn't matter where those stores were, you were still able to make that work. So when you talk about process, mm -hmm. is that the number one thing people can take away from anyone who has, an, so who has a centralized BDC that the make or break to the success is the process because they're not in the store? Is that fair to say? Yeah, there's a couple of things. So one, the most important thing is controlling and, and enhancing the conversation with the customer, right? That If you focus just on that, everything else is easy because all, all that matters is the customer. Okay. So make sure that they get everything that they need and we're able to provide. And if we can't, we get somebody involved that can help them. If But most of the time people are pretty, they just want someone to talk to, you know? I mean, the funny thing about my thought process on a BDC is... The value is that we pick up the phone in one ring, professionally answer it. We answer a lead in a couple minutes, professionally and personally, and um, the rest takes care of itself. And now to tie that customer into the dealership, that's where the process. Yeah, that's what I mean. So the customer starts talking about price to your centralized BDC. Yeah. What happens, right? Because that's always kind of where things start to break down in the centralized BDC world. They're like. My agents can't talk about price because they don't know. And then this idea of then switching the customer down the funnel that still to happen? someone else. I'm just kidding. Is that okay? I'm like, are you, are you fucking right now? <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that's, of course it still happens. It happens all the time. So we don't, we, you know, price, price is the easiest part of our job. In addition to price, is there anything else we can help you with? Right. And Just so, like that. Just like here, that. here you go. Now, I'm not, I don't even want to talk about price anymore. It's you just easy. totally turned price me off is, the whole you know, thing. Price is easy. Yeah. So you, that's what you would say to people is, yeah. don't worry about the, the discussion of transitioning it to your team. But we can overcome the price. The price we don't have a dealer. We, so the dealers, the funny thing is, we have different types of dealers we deal with, right? Oh, so, yeah. And there's different types of customers that you deal with. So understanding the different types of dealers and the different types of customers, you know how to handle each situation. So some dealers will tell us, we want you to do everything for us, and you tell us what to do. And then we have some on the other end that tell, say, no, we have a process that we need you to fit into. And usually their process is 
pretty similar to ours because it's not rocket science, right? Correct, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if it wasn't, I wouldn't be here. So I'm qualified, dude. Me, I have the credentials. That's one of the reasons I stayed in the car business because I knew I didn't need to go to Harvard. You see, and I, I, got, I stayed in the car business because I knew I wouldn't cut it in college. See, I had a baseball ride that got yanked after I got hurt. So as soon as I wasn't going to have someone pay me to go to college, right, I wasn't go. going. There you go. So I get it. So ultimately, um, none of this is rocket science. What it comes down to is following process, which I find some people just have a lot of trouble doing that. So leadership at the dealership level is a big, big reason for our success and or for failures with dealers that we've worked with over the years. Because so, now today you are, tell us a little bit about what today's Vinny does. What, what, what's the company, what's, what's it all about for you? Yeah, so um, there's a number of reasons why dealers turn to us. Um, the one I like to talk about least, but I'll bring up first is cost. Sure. Because frankly, we can we're more efficient. We can do it cheaper. But look, you're uh, talking. I mean, that's why we built our business model the way we did, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm an internet director. Last time I worked at a dealership, cost somebody two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. My clients can now have access to that for a fraction of that. And I love and to, that's what it's about. Exactly. I love to talk to people about why the you know out, uh, outside BDC can't work and all this sure. other stuff. Because it just makes me ch- chuckle. Because you can make anything work. If you want to. If you want to. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, if you want to so, be negative when you come into it, of course, then it's sabotage. So Sean and I talk about that a lot. It's like, so, so you mean you want to do it in-house? No problem. We can help you with that too. Like, what, like, are you going to complain about everything? Right. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I say, right? Is how many times can I remove your objection before you find yet another objection where I go, you know what? It sounds like you just don't want to do this and that's okay. Or maybe we found the smartest person in the world. Right, that knows everything. That, well, or that's how they build themselves, yeah. potentially, as the smart So, person. So, like, there's challenges within house, there's challenges outsourced, but ultimately you can make anything work. So, <clears throat> I think the problem with dealers is that they just want to sell cars, right? That's all and, they want to do. And now we're throwing all this technology at them. All the vendors, yeah. all, the, all the data, all, this training. All, all the training, all the new tech, oh, digital retail's here to change your life. It's not. Um, there's many, many, many issues that exist throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have a little bit different approach though at, at Strawland that I, I like, which is you kind of have your own tech, right? And you have your own chat system. You have, you've mm-hmm. sort of built this thing out and said to yourself, look, if we're gonna do this, we wanna have as much control over as much that comes in as possible. How did you get to, to that point of where you are uh, in that uh, build up? And I don't, I don't think it's control, it's more, um, we needed uh, a central depository of data. Like, so all the leads for our dealers come to us. When we take a call, we enter it in our system and push it into the CRM. We take a chat, we push it to the CRM. We take a tech, you know, text, we push it to the CRM. So everything is kind of, so our appointments are, unfortunately, we, we're, we're working on getting to another level of integration with some of these CRMs, but it's, can be difficult, but that's a different story. Different yeah, day. working with you, working with the APIs of others yeah. must not be an easy thing. No, no, no. I would it's, understand that. Anyone who wants to try it, yeah. You know, God bless them to try to get to where we are, because uh, it, it wasn't that um, easy to get to where we are with our technology. But my, you know, my feeling is like we want to. The your best lead is a walking customer. Why? Because you're talking to them face to face. Live. The, your second best lead is a phone call. Same reason you're talking to the customer. So, you know, we used to say the best, next best lead is your, your website leads. However, Is text crept into there. Yeah. Chat and text. In, in, in we're, seeing, we're seeing 50%, um, 
conversions to employment on text and chat, Facebook Messenger, other real-time communication channels. So you're working through Facebook Messenger also integrates into what you guys do. You're yeah, it's working. just a natural evolution, right? That, that people are using the cell phone for everything, so we want to be involved in that conversation. And we're seeing that, right? We're seeing, we're seeing form submission rates drop dramatically from websites, but call conversion rises. Yeah. So and I think that's part of that. Matter. When you go back to what I said earlier, it's about controlling the con- or, or dealing, controlling, the, improving the conversation, not right. controlling, with the customer. So you give them any way to communicate, and you communicate back. I always use like these glasses here. I, I, I ordered them online, and um, they asked me to text them my prescription, so I did. And then the person texted me back and said, hey, this shows transition lenses. Did you want those? And I texted her, no, I don't like them. They make me dizzy or whatever. So when I read, I just have to do that so I can read because I don't really need glasses to read. Okay. And uh, she's like, okay, great. We'll have them to you in three or four days. Like, I didn't have to pick up the telephone and call anybody. Talk to anybody. I didn't have to talk to anybody. Yeah. Texting is a beautiful way to communicate. It is. I just started doing it like in the last four years. I've not been a big text. It's like a perfectly efficient way to communicate because we don't talk over each other. There's no tonality issues. But isn't that some of the issue that exists, right? When people, like we were talking about before we came on the air about a a client that we share in common. There's times that client texts me and I'm just like, Dude, is he screaming at me? Because I just I'm, I'm I'm off base here, and so I'm the kind of guy who great I pick the phone up, and I'm like, dude, are you pissed? Yeah. He's like, no, no, I'm you know I'm it's two vodkas in or whatever. So it's a great point, but I think um, a text can lead to a phone conversation if it has to. Agree, right? Agree, but we can get away with like, not. This is too hard to explain through the text. Do you mind if I call you? Sure, no problem. Because yeah. you're already kind of engaged with that person. Give people so. the in, right? Yeah, that's how we used to do it with email. Say that. And you know, in order to sell something to whether it be a customer or to my customers or anyone that wants to buy anything from us or from the dealer. Um, I always tell my guys, you can't, you got two ways of selling. You either provide value or you pretend really good that you're providing value. Sure. Right? Yeah. That's it. That's it. There's really no other way. No. So we provide value. Correct. If you don't see it, uh, we try to show you with the data that it is the value or, or whatever, or here's the reasons why it's not working and, and things like that. And we try to have like a, a real consultative approach with our dealers. So, uh, but with customers, the same deal, like no more, you know, phony ads trying to get people's attention so they can just show up like cattle at the front door. Yeah, it that. doesn't work anymore. No. So like you need to kind of take it from advertising your product and price to having conversations with people. About and it. About it. Yeah. I think that's where it's going. So Agreed. So when you were... That's why we're so excited about what we do. Because we see it, it's going to get more important as time goes on. Trust me, I'm hoping the same thing, man. Everyone's yeah. like, oh man, market compression, recession. Yeah, For me, I'm like, cool, bring it on because our product fits seamlessly into the idea of saving money just as yours does. Let me ask you something. You have... How many agents right now are on the Strava team? On the BDC side? About 100. 100. How is it? And because I, I want people to hear this, because I've heard about your training, I've heard it's a big part of what you do. Yeah. How is it that you're able to keep training? Is everyone the same hundred in the same building? Yeah. Okay. How is it that? You, how do you go about training, Vinny? Tell me, because I got dealerships with five BDC employees can't manage to wrap their heads around how to train appropriately. How do you get it done with a hundred? So when you say can't train appropriately, I would challenge you to tell me: Do they have like a specific training? 
that they that they use. Like, is this a trick question? You know the answer to this. Yeah. Well, okay. that's the problem. Right. Yeah. Well, they're right. Not, they're not really training. They're just saying they're training. Well, yeah. They have a manager who spent a summer in the BDC and now yeah. he's the BDC guy, right? So we train people for two weeks. Then we start them on outbound calls because it's easier. Okay. They can prepare themselves a little bit. And we have a lot of follow up that needs to get done anyway on long term long term leads. And How long do you guys like follow up in your BDC? Um, Email leads, new cars. Our workflow goes up to 120 days, yeah. but. Are you finding it to be as necessary though? We as don't. It to be? We don't call 120 days out. Got it. Um, when do you stop calling? I mean, understand that at 120 days. What I find is leads that are unresponsive for 120 days are probably not even a real person. Or they've already bought. For the most part. The most part. 120 well, days. Somebody's got to say I'm something. I'm actually. Right? I'm starting to believe that the they're leads, just fake. Yeah, a lot of them. Just fake humans. Uh, not not like not, not like a, a, a like, made a majority of them, but there's a. But a there are robot, the ro- robot, robot submitted leads. Is what you're saying? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. That one's gonna that one's gonna get written down. And so we're going to be robot about, leads. We're God, it's to gonna make my, all my viewers be like, "I told you, man, it's all a sham." It's not it's what he's saying, all right? He's not, not all saying they're all robots. No, but so think stop. about it. how many dealers right? shop. Look at my dad, who's. Um, in his early 70s, works for us. Okay. He, he was mad at me three years ago. said, you know, you own your own company now, and you know, you know why, why haven't you hired me? And my like, dad says the same thing to me. I'm like, I don't need to drive. No, he's a car, my dad's a car guy. Oh, so, yeah. My but he's, like, kind of retired. So I said, all right. So he shops dealers for us. Nice. Does the um, mystery shop side of things. Mm-hmm. Solid. He uses a fake Italian accent. <laughs> I, I know you have a recorded phone call. you got to send me one. It's really true. you got to send me one. I know you have Anyway, one. so he... Yeah. He does that a lot, and we all do. So every dealer is getting shot by somebody, whether it be the manufacturer or, or my dad. Yeah, there's, or a somebody. Mystery, there's a mystery so shop. So there's a whole bunch of that in there, first of all. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you've already been saying robots are really no, no, But there are people just absolutely wasting There are bots that scrape certain, and I won't even use the, the yet. We will eventually, you know, divulge this. But there are, you know, companies out there that. Are getting scraped by robots for data. Oh sure. And then passing off that as leads. Oh sure. All yeah. day long. And people I think take... it's a higher percentage than most people think. It started off with car gurus was doing for God's sake. You yeah. These people were gypsies six years ago. You couldn't even find them. Yeah, there's yeah. this phone number you called Massachusetts just rang to a voicemail. Correct. Didn't actually go anywhere. So There's yeah. Fake. Uh, well, car guru leads that you don't pay for, for example, that have the fake email address and the, and the phone number that expires in two weeks. Like, that's not really a lead. That's the same way Google went away from that, too. This idea that you were going to have these expiring leads, you can only have two weeks talk to someone. Well, like General Motors will send you equity oh, leads. Oh, boy. I mean, you might as well. We, but we, we tracked that at Group 1. Those were as bad as their hand raisers, Vinny. No, but we saw probably about a 10 to 15% appointment ratio on lease retention. Uh, leads. Okay. On that list, okay, I'll give you that. But but retail was lighter lighter than that, like sure. maybe in the below ten percent. So, GM sending them to the dealer saying follow up with all these. Yeah. And it's like okay, yeah, they're customers. I get it, but they're not in market. They're not. And um, you're not going to see the same return <laughs> as you will from somebody that says, "Hey, I want to buy a car." Yeah. yeah. So ultimately, there's a lot of that, but there's. At the end of the day, we examine that probably better than any company that I know of. I mean, I'm not going to say we're the only ones that do it, but we have what I call, uh, I call it for, uh, forensic data. Okay. Because we take the data and then we go to appointment to show to sold. So it's not just, you know. Lead to show. 
Because some dealers, don't, some dealers don't do a good job at, at, at logging customers. Ugh, yeah. Most some dealers don't. don't do a good job at uh, confirming appointments. Last question I have because I don't want to keep you forever. Do you guys look at contact rate on the, on, on the incoming leads that you deal with from an email perspective to see how many people you're talking with? And is that a metric you can benchmark to help improve your staff? Yeah. Yeah? We do. You do. And do you find it to be a valuable one? Do you think it's oh, something yeah. that dealers miss a lot because they say, hey, contact rate appointments. Well, so this is exactly why I like to chat the text and, and the phone calls, right? Right. Because it's already, because you're, somebody already started that. Because you're already in It's 100% contact rate. Yes. And if you're at sixty percent uh, contact, I mean sixty percent appointments on on people you've contacted, which is what we try to strive for, is sixty percent on contacted leads. So uh, on every you know at phone phone ups, you should be at sixty percent appointment ratio. Out the gate. Yes. And is that something you see happening? Well, we're at fifty percent on our chat, text, and Facebook message communications. I mean, I think that's higher than most viewers have seen. You're probably. Somewhere in the thirty to forty percent on website leads, and then probably somewhere between twenty and thirty percent on factory leads, <clears throat> unless they're third party. And then, and then the third party off. leads just drop off the right because they've been bought. So, so, 90, so the dealer signs us up. Ninety percent of their traffic's third party leads, mm-hmm. and they want us to be like come in with our pixie dust. They want you to be at sixty percent, <laughs> just get it fixed. And same thing they and do make, to me. And make appointments. It's yeah. impossible because right if you can't contact them because they're Robots, correct. <laughs> then you know how do the you third-party robot lead again? I, just, I gotta put that in. I gotta. I gotta. I got circle here, so I'm gonna be watching it on my yeah. own. No, but no. I, I mean it. We could talk for days, I'm sure, and all. We this could, stuff, but. Vinny. Uh, to close it up, what do, what do you think is the most important thing? Obviously, you have a business, you have a pitch, but what's the most important thing that any dealer today with a BDC needs to know and/or focus on for their success moving forward? They all need to set goals and know how to read the scoreboard. So read the scoreboard means if you track data consistently. Um, like I had a dealer recently tell me, I expect 30 appointments a day from you on Saturday. And so I said, okay, let's do some math, okay? You get 500 leads. Let's say, for example, you, you, you somehow get us to a 50% appointment ratio. That's 250 a month. That's less than 10 a day. So where's the 30 coming from? It's because I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, so you have to be realistic about your goals, right? Take the hearts and feelings out and use the facts yeah. in it, maybe? Like, we have benchmarks. We always tell dealers those are average. We want to be above average. So we can, we can try to push those numbers up and get better. And that's the goal. The, well, the goal, the goal is to have a process, follow it, and have you know, consistent benchmarks to, to you know, understand data, look at data, and understand how to read it. I love it. I love it. Well, Vinny, thanks a lot, man, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, Guys, as always, this is the Five Minutes with Sean. You can find us all over LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, You can call me directly about this. Questions, I'll pass them on to Vinny. 262-278-0157 is the number. Sean, S-E-A-N at Carbiz Done Better. Thank you guys so much, and have a wonderful day.